here, I I had this, um, the Lord was reminding me of some things that have happened in the past and even to a now time. And um, I was having these issues with my with my phone. And you know, how many of you have had issues with your phone, right? And you're on hold for hours and hours and hours. And then you get transferred here and transferred there. And by the time you know it, you're on the phone for like three hours. And this would ha- this is what happened to me this past week. They made some mistakes, and, and I'm sitting there, and I'm so frustrated. You know, everybody, uh, you'll come to know me that I'm very transparent about my life. And so I think that that's uh, great for all of us together, that we're real people that deal with real things. And, um, and this is one of my real things I went through this past week. And so I was so frustrated. And um, the lady's like, well, I can't help you. We've helped you enough. But I felt the spirit on it. And I was like, that sounded really demonic. I was like, that's the enemy right there. <laughs> and I was like, uh-uh. I was like, I was so frustrated. And my husband came up to me and he's like, no, he's like, first of all, let me sh- let me share something with you that was very significant to me. We had gone to have lunch the day the day before. We had gone to have lunch. This is how the enemy works. When God's trying to give you something, the enemy will come and try to make you question what he's trying to do. He always does that. And the day before, we had gone to have lunch somewhere, and um, I walked in, and as soon as I walked into this place, I felt the favor of the Lord. And you're like, how do you feel favor? It's, I, I can describe it as an exciting feeling of expectation with the Lord. It's like I walked in, all of a sudden, boom, my spirit was lit up, and I could feel excitement and joy and um, love all at the same time from the Lord. And I was like, whoa. I was like, because, you know, we, we're real quick about talking about when we feel something bad. But or when something bad's gonna happen, but we don't pay attention sometimes to the good things. And so I felt something really great from the Lord. And I was like, oh no, I need to talk about this because if I don't talk about it and put it in the atmosphere, then I'm gonna miss the opportunity to see God's goodness. And so I went to sit down at the table and I was waiting for my husband to come back. And um and everybody who's been with us for a while now, I've always given this word that the Lord told me when I, before I moved here from Texas to Ohio, that I was gonna have greater favor than I did when I was located in Alabama. And those that have heard this have heard it like four million times, but I, when we lived in Alabama for almost three years because the Lord sent us there, we saw very, very great favor, like lots and lots of favor there in a lot of different ways. And before I came here, that was a promise to the Lord to us. And so when I went to sit down at the table to a now time, I went to sit down and all of a sudden the song Sweet Home Alabama is playing on the radio. And I knew that was the Lord and I just, I wanted to cry and at the same time I was full of joy and I was just like, God, you're so good. Like all I can say is how good he is. And he's like, remember, and it was a, it was a sign to me to remember the promise. He's like, remember the promise. I didn't forget the promise. It's still existing. It's still there. It's right there. And um, anyway, so I'm on the phone. Um, <laughs> she did a bashati. I'm, I'm just so excited. I'm like, Lord, help me here. Get this together and get it out. 
Well, anyways, me and my husband, we prayed the next day because I'm dealing with this phone situation. Immediately, the enemy came in the next day. And, um, <laughs> and my husband says, you know, what? we're going to pray right now because you just felt favor yesterday. You walked in, you felt favor, you reminded about the promise of God, and we're going to pray. And so we prayed together over this situation, and um, he said, call him back again. You're going to get somebody who's going to help you. And I was like, oh, I was like, I don't want to go back again, but okay, I will. So I like calmed down a little bit out of being frustrated. I make the phone call, and this really sweet guy answers, and he's like, well, how are you today, ma'am? And he's like full of joy. I mean, he's so sweet and nice. And I'm like, is this for real? <laughs> I was like, is this for real? Everybody was so mean and rude to me. And now I got this nice guy, right? And so he's joking with me and he says, um, hi, my name is Joe. You know, like GI Joe. And I was like, okay Jesus and then he says and your name ma'am it's Alice like Alice in Wonderland right <laughs> and I just started to laugh because <laughs> I've had very many <laughs> prophetic words about Alice in Wonderland and my name and all that and I just started to laugh because I knew the Lord was with me in this and then um so every you know he helps me he's over over like helping to me I mean ridiculously and I knew it was the Lord well I, I hung up the phone and I told Pete and I was so excited I was like we had victory I was like <laughs> they helped me they took care of my problem and um <laughs> one thing I will say that when there's a problem God always gives us a solution he doesn't just push problems in your face and say okay let's see how you're gonna deal with that on your own he says no there's a problem there but come seek my face come seek me and I'll take care of the problem and give you a solution and um, we, we tend not to do that because we get emotional and we get into our emotions and and mad and frustrated and all that that we forget to do that sometimes but I told Pete I said I really believe like there's something with that name Joe like because it was a Lord and he was like, <laughs> he was like, well, you know, I, 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 that afternoon, the Lord was just on me and I looked it up and the name Joe means God of increase. You cannot put that together. <laughs> like there's nothing you could do to make that happen. And I just wanted to weep. I was so excited during intercession that night. And I was like, God of increase is here. <laughs> like God of increase, that new wine, the Lord is putting it evident in our lives. So I bet you if you take a moment to think about your life right now and where you're at, somewhere in there, somewhere in that puzzle, the Lord's in there. You just have to take a moment to see his goodness and not see all the bad stuff. And so um, <laughs> I, I've been learning this season how to really take in everything the Lord's trying to do. And um, we were invited to go to Texas to go minister. And uh, I really just want to express my heart in this. Um, the Lord, I, I'm, the, today's title is He's Enough. And, um, and, and I'm going to tell you where that came from, because it came from a very um, deep place of love with the Lord between me and him. And, um, and what happened was uh, we were supposed to go. Um, the COVID hit really bad there, and they closed the state down, and we couldn't go. And to hear, I mean, I'm dealing with everything. I'm dealing with my family getting this stuff. I'm dealing with 
um, other people are friends getting this thing and, 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 and my heart is broken because I can't be there for them. I can't physically go and um, see people who I love tremendously there. Like I can't physically go. And um, I began to weep with the Lord and my heart was broken. And I came to the Lord and I said, God, why would, why would you do like, come in and change this thing. Like come in and, uh, and make this thing turn around and shift things. Um, because my heart is broken for the people there because there's people there that I love tremendously. I have church family, mine and my husband's families there. And uh, we've been in a lot of prayer for them there. But the Lord comes to me and he asked me this question. You know, when the Lord asks you a question, it's because he's trying to help you understand something. He's trying to draw something out of you of understanding how you, that you would understand how he works and how he thinks and just get a piece of um, his perspective on a situation. And I was there and, um, and, and the Lord tells me this and it totally blew me out of the water. And he says, um, am I not enough? And I knew when he said that to me, I felt like, and this thing hit my heart. And he was like, you know, because I haven't seen my dad in a whole year. He's in a nursing home there, and they won't let us in. So even if I go, I have to see him through a window. It, it's situations like that that break my heart. And so um, I'm going through this process with the Lord, and I'm taking it back to him. And he says, am, am I not enough? And I just began to weep and cry with the Lord. And I said, well, like all of us would have said, of course, Lord, you're enough. Of course, you're enough for me. He says, then trust me and let me do what I need to do. If I'm enough for you, then you're going to trust me with this situation. And you're going to let me come in and work it out for you. And the timing of me will be perfect when you have to go. And, um, and I was there with the Lord, and it totally wrecked me when I went through this process with him. And um, <laughs> he just started talking to me about things that we go through in our life and things that we seek for satisfaction in for ourselves. And he's like, you know, um, he's like, you people go to um, either other people. They go to their addiction. They go to... Um, just they go to everybody else but the Lord sometimes. And we don't tend sometimes to go to him for what we need at moments where despair or something bad happens or um, something is going on in our lives that doesn't look like what we think it's supposed to look like. And he started to pull on my spirit. He's like, um, he's like, if you bring your brokenness, if you bring your hope defer, if you bring your sickness, if you bring your hurt and your pain, if you bring all these things to me, I'm enough to cover every single thing. What I did on the cross is more than enough to cover. That's been paid for. And that's been paid for. And that situation right there, it's been paid for. And, you know, bad things have happened, but you can see the justice of heaven over every bad thing you read in your scripture that God always comes in victory and he comes in and he, he puts his goodness on it. And um, Isaiah 55, 8, if we can turn there. 
And it says, my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. When it says that part declares the Lord, the Lord is speaking over us. He's declaring something over us for us to understand something. When he's, when it's like us, when we pray for our kids, right? Like we'll get our hands and we'll speak blessings over them. We'll speak declarations over our children or maybe a family member. And I felt that this is what the Lord was doing right here. He says, I'm going to put my hand over you. I'm going to declare over you. And I'm going to help you understand that your thoughts are not like my thoughts. Your ways are not my ways. And we keep trying to wrap around our heads on certain situations and you're never going to come to an understanding because his thoughts are not like our thoughts. His ways are not like our ways. And so we go on a, a, a mountain trail around the mountain over and over again because of this very scripture right here that even though we don't understand something, it doesn't mean that he doesn't have it figured out for us. Your satisfaction has to become in him. Um, it, the word satisfy is what I kept hearing, kept hearing satisfy. It's to meet the expectations, the needs, and the desires. Um, the, running every, uh, the running into everything else but the Lord is like, he's telling us right now, you need to keep coming to me. You need to keep coming to me so I can satisfy your spirit with what you need. Not with what everybody else, the, not what the world's saying, not with the chaos, not with the sickness. All of this is dictating to you, but you have to come to me because my ways and your ways are not going to match up. My thoughts and your thoughts are not going to match up. You know what I'm saying? So then you go to Isaiah 58, 11, and it says, the Lord will guide you continuously and satisfy your soul in drought and strengthen your bones and you shall be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters do not fail this is why we have to come to him because he'll continuously satisfy your soul in the drought place he'll continuously come and strengthen your bones when you need strengthening and he'll water your garden which i know is spirit inside of you <laughs> And spring up the waters inside of you whose waters do not fail. He does not fail us, just as Pete was talking earlier. Psalms 107.9. For he satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry soul with goodness. What does he fill our hungry soul with? With his goodness. He doesn't fill it with torment. He doesn't fill it with lies. He doesn't fill it with chaos. He fills it with goodness. Preach the good news, right? What does he tell us at the end of John? Preach about, he was always about preaching the good news and the kingdom of God. Psalms 145.16. You open your hand and I satisfied the desire of every living thing. You open your hand. Sometimes we need to open our hands and let him fill them. Because his thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. And what we think he can or cannot do doesn't match with our ways and our thoughts. 
and we limit what God wants to do. And the way we speak and the way we see things, we begin to limit the spirit of God because it's living and it's breathing. Psalms 103, 1 through 5. Bless the Lord, all my soul. Everybody knows this so well, right? We say it so lightly. And all that is in within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, all my soul, and forget not all his benefits. What? The Lord has benefits? I want those benefits. You know, we, we get them in the world on our paperwork, right? When we get a new job or something, there's like 401K, and you got all these benefits, right? And I'm like, there's benefits in the kingdom of heaven that we have access to. And we limit God, right? Who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, and who satisfies my mouth with good things. Who satisfies my mouth with good things, so that my youth is renewed like the eagle. <laughs> That's why we got to go back to him. He's enough. Everything is wrapped up in the Lord. I don't care what it is you're going through, what it is you need. He's enough to cover every part of what you need right now. Psalms 22, 26. The meek shall eat and be satisfied. They shall praise that seek him. Your heart shall live forever. I read this and it's like the meek shall eat and be satisfied. Are you in a time of your life where you're unsatisfied? Because I hear a lot of unsatisfaction with unbelievers. But when I hear it from believers, it breaks my heart. Because you're supposed to go to him for your satisfying. You're supposed to go to the Lord for the things that you're lacking in your life and the things that there's a void in. You go to him for everything. You don't go anywhere else. You go to him every single time. And what does it say the mink means? The biblical meaning is righteousness, humble, teachable. See, what keeps you from being satisfied is pride. When we become prideful, we don't give room to be teachable. We don't give room to be humble. We don't give room for the Lord to come in himself and do things on our behalf because his thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways, right? I keep saying that because there's a shifting of our mindset and a, a, a shifting of our perspective of what we're seeing and hearing through media and all this junk and all this mess. It's like, you know, the commercial I always laugh, you know, about the guy who says, you know, he's from France. Well, how did you know? Because they told him, it, they, they found out about this guy being from France online. And I'm like, there's so many lies online. There's so, it's so much deception through the media. There's so much deception um, on every part that we're seeing and we're watching. But if we're not keen in the spirit of discernment, we'll miss them. We will fall right into the hand of the enemy and not even realize it. So we got to stay humble. We got we to gotta be righteous people, right standing with the Lord that our mind is not of this world, but it's of the heavens. And we have to be teachable with the Holy Spirit. Amen. 
You don't know how many times I've heard people that have gone to Bible school and that have learned the word of God. And the enemy will come in and deceive them so quick because they haven't attached their heart. See, the difference between a religious person and a person that has encounter with God is there's a heart connection with the Father. There's something that happens in your heart that connects to his Holy Spirit because he said, he says, I leave you with my Holy Spirit so that way me and you can have some kind of connection so you can feel my presence, so you can feel my love, so you can begin to feel things. And right now we're feeling a lot of the darkness. We're feeling a lot of the enemy's works. But see, if you're in his presence... And in the light, you won't feel those things anymore because the darkness can't come where the light is at. So you have to wrap yourself in him. Psalms 91, right? We said it over and over again. Get under the wing. You're my refuge. You're my rock God. And we know our word really well, but it's time that we begin to apply it and live it. And make it be real because the word of God is living and it's breathing. It's not just another book. Psalm 17, 15. As for me, I will behold thy in righteousness and I shall be satisfied when I awake with thy likeness. When I look like you, God, I'll be satisfied. When I sound like you and what I speak out of my mouth looks like you, like likeness like you, I'll be satisfied. When I walk with my head up and I walk with my back straight, I'll be satisfied because I look like you, Father. You never saw Jesus walking with his head down. You never saw him being in fear. You never saw him being in doubt. He walked with the kingdom of heaven. And when he walked, he walked with a sword, and his back was straight. And when the demons came, guess what? All they had to do was fill Jesus, and they ran, and they were scared. Don't you think that the demons run when you walk? Don't you think that the, the plans of the enemy have to run and be broken and desolate when we're believers and we are covered by the cross and his blood, and we, we live by his word? See, the cross is much bigger than we make it to be. We think it was just for our sins. But what happens when you go past the cross and you don't, you're not living in sin anymore? Right? See, we come to a part, religion will keep you here at the cross. Beg, 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 please, 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 forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. But then God says, so cross over, go past the cross. There's something more when you pass the cross. There's living waters. There's the heavens. There's things you can pull from heaven, from heaven to earth, right? That's what the word says. From heaven to earth, you pull it down, and it becomes real on earth as it is in heaven. But we don't do that. Sometimes we think the cross is, man, I'm forgiven for my sins. And the Lord's like, no, you, you need to look. You need to plant yourself on a mountain, and your perspective and your view of the cross has to be much bigger. The cross covers our town. The cross covers the city. The cross covers the state of Ohio. The cross covers our nations. 
Why? Because it says he holds the world in his hands. The whole world. That's right. What? We used to sing it all the time. We we're little, right? You got the whole world in his hands. He's got the whole world. And I don't sing, guys. I know this is the Lord. <laughs> and we think we're all cute. He's got the whole world. <laughs> I'm breaking some things in the spirit of what we've come to agreement with. What? This is happening. It's chaos. It's, it's craziness. He's got the whole world in his hands. You got to walk around your house saying it. He's got the whole world. It's not just bits and pieces of the world. It's not just cities and states. The whole wide world is in his hands. He is a dictator in the last say on everything, even in our own lives. Psalm 65, 4. <laughs> the Lord's being funny today. <laughs> he's, he's stretching me. <laughs> I'm like, Lord, I don't want to do it. Yes, do it. <laughs> you will do it. <laughs> Psalm 65, 4. Blessed is the man who thou choosest and causest to approach unto thee, that he may dwell in the courts. And we shall be satisfied with the goodness of thy house, even in the holy temple. When was the last time you, you visited the holy temple? In the courts of the Lord. When I hear courts, I hear authority. Because when you come into the courts of the Lord, you have full access. You have full communication with the Father. There is something that happens there when the courts are open to you and you walk into the courts of heaven, that there is something of communication through Holy Spirit that allows you access to begin to declare things and speak to things into existence that look bad and look disastrous and look chaotic and you speak peace to them. And that's how the Lord walked. When the demons came, when the chaos came, when, even with Paul, when the little girl came and she was carrying that spirit in her, the discernment inside Paul had to see that because on the outer part, it looked all lovely and good. Everything the little girl was saying was true, but something inside of Paul's spirit let him know, this is an ax, let him know <laughs> that there was something not right with that little girl. There was a spirit that wasn't right. But how many of you would be deceived by a child if a child came to you and was carrying a spirit? We would, because we think children are nice and cute. But Paul had to go by his discernment. And I really believe right now God's saying, discern. Discern everything. Discern the atmosphere. Discern where you live. Discern in prayer. And, and, and I'm not talking about just like, oh, your great ideas. We all have great ideas. We do. But are they connected with the Holy Spirit? That's the difference. If God didn't tell me to go or to do something, then I can't do it and I can't say it. I'll do what I, my father does, right? That's how Jesus walked. And I'll say what the father says. Haramahashati. Matthew 5, 6, blessed are those who do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. 
Ask God to give you hunger and thirst. Ask him right now. Say, God, give me hunger and thirst. Because if I don't have hunger and thirst, then I become satisfied with the things of the world. And what you have to offer me, I miss out on because something over here is distracting me and catching my attention. To be satisfied with that, to believe a lie, to be deceived in that. But yet, I'm supposed to be hungry and thirsty for the righteous, for the righteousness. Be hungry and thirsty for the more. Be hungry and thirsty and be on your face right now for the more of what God has. The enemy's coming with all the distractions but we're going to miss the very thing of us being still and knowing that he's God. And when we're still and we know that he's God, then the encounters come, the healings come, the, the supernatural things of God begin to come and take place here on the earth. There's great opportunity right now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we say this sometimes, but Bob Jones used to always, uh, he was a great prophet, and he used to always say that the angels were waiting for their assignments because <laughs> the people we're not declaring enough and praying enough for things to happen. So they were sitting there waiting around for us to begin to speak it into existence. And I was just like, <laughs> see how our perspective and what we say and what we speak matters. All of heaven is waiting on us. We're not waiting on heaven. Heaven already existed years ago. Heaven was created years ago. It's been there. It is there. It is existing now. We just have to come in alignment with heaven and begin to agree with heaven of what the heaven's perspective is and what the Lord is speaking to us from that place. See, God's sitting uh, on a throne, <laughs> and he sees everything from that place on the throne. And what he sees, he'll take care of. We don't have to be people to take care of things. God just gives us the authority to speak it into existence as we get the orders from him, as we get the assignments from him. We just come to agreement. And our famous word in my family is yes. Yes. He's waiting for your yes. But I don't know what it looks like, God. I'm scared. It's okay. Be scared and say yes. But, Lord, I've never done this before. I don't know if I can. It's okay. Say yes. I've never dealt with COVID before in my life. It's okay, honey. Just say yes to what I'm telling you to pray, what I'm telling you to do in this whole madness. Just keep agreeing with me. Pete was talking about the agreement, right? <laughs> That's for us in heaven, too. <laughs> Heaven's waiting for us to agree with it. And when we agree with heaven, we'll start seeing the manifestations of heaven here on earth and things begin to shift and move and change. God is bringing a move right now. He's making people hungry when they don't want to be hungry. He's causing them to be thirsty when they're fighting God and they're in this wrestling match with ja like Jacob was and saying, no, no, Jesus, I don't want to. And Jesus is like, just say yes. Don't fight the very thing that I'm telling you to do. That was for somebody. That was the Lord right there. So catch it. 
<laughs> I want to share a few things of what the Lord was showing me this past week in worship for a word for the house. And then I'm going to come and um, have Judy come up and share another piece of it that the Lord was showing her. See, we do things in team here. <laughs> it's not I, it's us. Because <laughs> it takes all of us to hear from God, to put the puzzle pieces together, to create a beautiful thing that he's trying to do right now. And um, uh, <laughs> I really believe right now we're in Joel 2.25 through 26. I, so I will restore to you the years that the swarming locusts have eaten, the crawling locusts, the consuming locusts, and the chewing locusts. My great army which I sense among you, you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. And praise the name of the Lord your God who has dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never be put to shame. My people shall never be put to shame. My people shall never be put to shame. He has not changed his mind. It doesn't matter what's going on around the world. He has not changed his mind of what the kingdom represents, of what he's trying to speak right now. He still has power. He's still on the throne. He has not lost his power and authority. He is the king of all kings. I don't care what nation, I don't care what, I don't, you know, people think that they could do whatever they want, and the Lord is watching and seeing everything. That's why there's so much um, exposing going on, because the Lord says, I'm done. I'm going to expose it so things can become pure again, so things can become good again, because my goodness is going to reign on the earth again. And we think, God, it's chaotic, it's falling apart. God, the world's going to end. And the Lord's like, no, it's just beginning. The world is, the, the, the kingdom of heaven is just beginning here on earth. Like we've never seen it before. And there's going to be such a move of God, and it's going to blow us out of the water. And what our little minds have tried to wrap around what we see in the natural the Spirit of God is thinking and seeing something else. He's way ahead of us. He's way ahead of everything going on everywhere. He's, way He's like 10 years ahead of us, even more probably. He wrote the book. He wrote the stories of each of us. He knows us so well. We just have to trust in him. And he's going to give us the right timing. And he's going to give us the right things of where to go. He's bringing restoration. He's healing things. You know, I was thinking about, because I have family members that are getting attacked with all this sickness. And all I kept telling them was, this is your opportunity to cry out to God. This is your opportunity to, to cry out to God and to seek his face. Because he is the only one able to pull these people out of this sickness. Because guess what? They put you all by yourself in a room for weeks. They put you all, they seclude you from everything. And they have the opportunity right now to cry out to God and to speak to heaven and to have these great encounters with the Lord. 
And so I keep praying that every COVID patient would have an encounter with the Father and begin to cry out to him because nobody can save them the way Jesus can save them. Nobody can heal them the way Jesus can heal them. Nobody can go out and do what we can't do, God can do. And I just keep praying that over and over again. I was like, God, you're amazing. And we don't understand your ways because our ways are not your ways. Our thoughts are not your thoughts. But we're going to continue to say yes to you. We're going to continue to catch the vision. We're going to continue to hear everything that you're doing. And on Thursday night, I was in this place, and we were in worship for Worship in the Word. And I began to see in an open vision this big old well here. And I was like, wow, that's a huge well, God. And he's like, yeah, I'm about to send all my hungry and thirsty ones there. So prepare. Prepare for my bride to come through there. And some will go and some will stay. And it doesn't matter if they go or stay, but when they come, you give them drink and you give them food. And you make sure that they have an overflow of both drink and food and that they receive the goodness of God when they walk in those doors. Because they're, they're so, there's so much brokenness right now that people are getting hungry and thirsty because they have nowhere else to run but to God. It's like you're being cornered, and it's like, man, I'm cornered here, and there's nobody around me to help me but God. And he's causing people to realize that they need the Lord again. They need him again. They need to cry out to him. I want Judy to come up to share what um, she saw today during service because I really believe that it's such a wonderful thing the Lord is showing us right now for this city and for this place. In intercession before um, the service, I just saw dozens of angels dancing, just so much joy. And uh, the angels are excited when we come to meet. They are anticipating our interaction with the Father, and it just blesses them. And I get the vision that, that we're blessing heaven when we bless the Lord, when we meet together. And sometimes, I know when I had little kids, it was hard to get to church on Sundays. But, you know, just come and realize the joy that we bring to the angels. And I saw um, some, there were dozens of them, and, and some had tambourines, and then I saw banners, and they're just <laughs> dancing. They're just dancing. And then toward the end of the service, I saw what was on the banner. And it was purple. And the word victory was in bright white letters that were outlined in gold. And Lord is speaking victory over us. And we just need to agree and align with heaven. <laughs> so good. <laughs> the Lord's trying to be funny with Pete. <laughs> I just want to add one more thing to that. Thursday, Diane came in here, 
And uh, it was so good because she walked in and she says, it smells like a hospital in here. What did y'all put in here? And she said in the in the natural, she could smell like a hospital. Does you know how a hospital smells real clean? She goes, y'all must have just cleaned in here because it smells like a hospital in here. And I just started to laugh because I took it in the spirit. And I said, yes, it is a hospital. It's a hospital of the Lord for the Lord to come in and heal the sick. So if that's what you want to call this place, like a hospital, Lord, then I'll take it. I'll take it that when people are sick and they come in the door, that you would touch them and heal them. So I just took that as a sign of the Lord of what he's going to do. Can we just stand this morning? He's enough. He's enough for everything you walked in that door with this morning. For your family. And not only for our families now, but for generations to come. Because if you read from the first scriptures to a now time, like when you read through them, it was always about the generations. He's always has in his mind to get it ready for the next generation. It's not just about us, but it's for our kids and their kids. You know the blessing song <laughs> that we've been singing lately? <laughs> that it would be your kids and their kids and their kids. And it just goes on and on and on. There's an ever-living Father and Holy Spirit. And he's about generations. And it's not just for a now. See, our perspective is now. And God's like, my perspective is way beyond that. Way beyond your years, way beyond your children's years, way beyond your your family's years. And it's living and it's breathing. And his goodness will be preached. His goodness will be preached to counteract what the world is speaking right now. God, we thank you this morning, Lord. We thank you that you're more than enough, Lord. God, we come back to you, Lord. We come back to you with everything. Every part of our soul, Lord. Every part of our mind, Lord. Every part of our spirit, God. That we would come to be with you again, Lord. That you would teach us, Lord, in those moments to cry out to you, Lord. That we would be humble. We would be teachable, Lord. We would strive. We would come after righteousness, God. And justice of heaven, Lord. And our ways, Lord, are not your ways. And our thoughts are not your thoughts, God. But I pray right now, Holy Spirit, you are the comforter. You are the one that comforts us. When we need your help, you're you're our our rescuer to come and be with us, to bring understanding to us of your word, to bring understanding to us of what we're seeing in the natural, Lord. We can't be without you, Holy Spirit. We need the Trinity in here now, Lord. We need the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, God. And all three of them working together as a three-chord strand on our behalf to bring the justice of unjust things, God. 
I just see right now that um, some of you came in with a lot of stress and, the, and I saw new shoes getting on your feet this morning. <laughs> and the Lord's like, can you take off your old shoes because they're already worn out and um, it's time for you to get some shoes of peace on you this morning. I don't know who that's for, but if that's for you, you take it in the spirit and you say, God, I just take, you got to speak it out loud and say, God, I take your shoes of peace right now, God. I take your shoes of peace, God. See, because when you're at peace and rest with the Lord, you begin to see and, th and hear things clearly. And you're no longer distracted by the deception and the lies. We break every deceptive thing, Lord. We break every lie right now, God over your sons and your daughters, Lord. We pray that the clarity come to their vision again, Lord. You're a God of promise, Lord, and we ask that you remind us even right now of the promises, God. Past promises that you've given us. Remind us in our spirit and our heart again about those promises, Lord. You're faithful in the promises, Lord. Open up your hand right now. Just say, God, I say yes to your promises. <laughs> Speak it out like an authority king speaks it out. God, I say yes to your promises this morning, Lord. I say yes to your promises, God. I say yes to your promises, God. I say yes to your promises, God. It's breaking things off of you right now. Yeah, God, I speak yes to your promises, God. There's a breaking off of things right now that's been heavy burden on you. As you're saying yes to his promises, there's a shift coming in right now, and it's pulling weight and worry and burden off of you right now as you say yes to the promises. We say yes to your promises, God. We say yes to your promises over our town. We say yes to the promises over this city, God. We say yes to the promises over the state of Ohio, God. We say yes to the promises over the nations, God. 